Welcome back to Board as Hell. I'm once again your host, Jim. And returning is the co-host with the most, the one we've all missed, Miss Kai. Yay! I'm back! <laughs> and I'm well! I don't yes, sound and like I'm, I'm and dying. And we're recording this at 5 p.m. my time, so 10 p.m. your time instead of 5 a.m. your time this time. <laughs> and I know I just said the word time about 12 times in about 30 seconds, but whatever. <laughs> So how are you, Miss Kai? I'm doing better than I have been. Um, I've been ill from September to like the middle of November, late November. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to finally be physically well again. Yeah, and instead you gave me... Instead now I have the flu for several weeks. (sighs) Yeah, I'm, I'm doing a bit of a relay race with the cold. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's got a pitch in there a couple of months. Yeah. Well, mine's impressive because you managed to send it across the ocean. <laughs> I'm just that magic. <laughs> well, we've been saying that for years, but you always tell, uh, argue with us. Oh, man, your message is going to blow up just from that single comment. Oh. <laughs> so... But fill everybody in on some other events that you've had, including certain things around the 20th of December. I'm a year older. And <sighs> where, did, where did you go to celebrate? Of course I went to Hamilton, but <laughs> of course I managed to have the worst luck of my life that day. So, But it turned out okay. We'll yeah, start with so, that. Um, this is a, a rundown of how my day went off my birthday. So hmm. I was going out, I was waiting for the person I was going with to see the show with, and I was listening over the tannoy system at the train station, and they're saying, oh, there's been a collision at the next station with bridge and lorry, so there's severe delays to the trains. So I thought, oh, brilliant, why does this always happen when I go and see Hamilton? Yeah. Then... Finally. Oh, and re- real quick, I just need for mm-hmm. our non-British use, uh, listeners, Bridge and Lori, uh, Bridge got hit by a tractor trailer. Not so uncommon even in America. Oh, so, <laughs> um, so we get sort of halfway there. There's also signalling issues on the trains in London. So yeah. that was all brilliant. So there was just every way you looked, there was issues. We finally managed to get into London, and then we have like three hours to waste because we've got there early. Yeah, you still haven't gone to Shake Shack. Well, it was too close to Christmas to really do anything without already having made a reservation. Shake Shack doesn't use reservations. I know, but um, and also I was in heels. Yeah, which weren't cooperating with me. So we sat. You mean you mean because you have about the same balance as I do? I have really, I have really weak ankles. So even in trainers, I can like break my neck very easily. Yeah. Um, We sat in a McDonald's for about an hour, just chatting, eating, waiting for Hamilton to for the matinee to end, so we could queue up to get in because it was a day where there was a matinee and an evening performance. Yeah. And neither of us had properly looked at the ticket. Um, so we waited up, queued, 
watched all the people coming out thinking, oh, they must have had such a good time. Little did I know. Um, we start queuing. We finally get in. I swipe, they swipe my card through. And on the reader, it says uh, wrong time. Mm. And basically, I had brought matinee tickets and gone to the evening show. So they said um, there's a queue around the other side of the theatre for people that either don't show up, people that have returned their tickets too late for them to be put on the website, or the producer's boxes if they're not taken up. Um, yeah. That might be a way of getting in. So we had this huge drama of not knowing if we was going to get in. And I couldn't get my money back on the tickets that I'd already spent money on. Yeah. So I spend it up, ended up spending like an extra £100 on Hamilton tickets than I'd originally planned to spend on. It was a nightmare. Damn. But I swear, only with your luck can going to the theatre get complicated. Oh, it got even weirder. After we finished the um, seeing the play, um, we, like, in the break, in the interval, uh, we checked the train times, everything was fine. We get ready to leave. We get up from the underground to London Bridge train station and every train has been delayed by like about an hour and everything was just completely fucked and we didn't know when we was going to get home yeah it was just a nightmare damn see i've always been lucky i've never really gotten any huge issues going back and forth to new york city on the trains here but that's also because if one of the lines gets knocked down i'm between two of them so i can go take the other ones that go through jersey into the city i know in london london area it's a little bit more difficult because there's usually only one line that goes in each direction yeah it's pretty much one small issue confuses the whole system yeah see i normally take I normally take what's called the Hudson line from Metro North up here. Okay. But um that's the one that runs down the east bank of the Hudson all the way down into Manhattan into Grand Central, but I could also go take what they call the Port Jervis line, which is the one that actually runs into my county, and I can uh take that and go through uh Secaucus or Hoboken into Penn Station. So, got to love New York. It's the city of redundancy. So, except when it comes to common sense, that's just missing. (laughs) It's definitely weird being a year older. It really hasn't hit me that I've had my birthday. I kind of was in a state of surrealism where it didn't all feel quite real. Yeah. Yeah, you're an old woman now. I mean, geez. Mm. Yeah, and like, just before the show started, like, literally, maybe five minutes before the um, curtains came up, uh, one of the cast that I was going to see performing replied to my Instagram story. Or well, seen the story mm. that I tagged him in and then looked through my ones of me at the theatre. And like said, like, I'll enjoy the show and whatnot. It was like, I had no time to freak out because like the show was starting. I was like, this yeah. is not okay. 
I'm, I need my moment alone to fangirl. Ah, oh, jeez. Now we just gotta get you to hear for Hamilton Broadway. You can see the original cast. Well, the original show, I should say, not cast. I'd love to. I've been looking into, like, diff- people that play the roles, like, as the original cast have left. Like, different yeah. uh, actors. Although this a bunch of them really are playing in, in PR in Puerto Rico with Lynn. Oh, yeah. So, and that reminds me, Miss Kai, you have to join us for um, the night of the 15th, the morning of the 16th for you. Of, of course. Because, I'm not because Hamilton will be on the Tonight Show here in America. Yeah. Live from, uh, well, not live, but live recorded in Puerto Rico. Yeah, it's definitely not being missed by me at all. Yeah. Oh man, I I saw I heard about that coming, and you were the immediate person I thought of about it. Yeah, that that's definitely one thing that I'm not missing out on. Because if anybody who hears this knows Lin Manuel, if you get them to message Kai, if you get him to message Kai, she will probably marry you. Oh. <laughs> Don't. There are people on RTD where me and Jim met but like I messaged on there about like things that I found really cool and like I had people like offering to pay me for things and buy things for me so yeah. that concept of like <laughs> people doing things for me is very like real possibility and it's very like intimidating and terrifying yeah. See, I sent you one of the most appropriate presents ever for your birthday slash Christmas. Mm-hmm. I sent Kai the uh, um, book by Lin Manuel, which is basically all his tweets combined into a book. His good morning and good night tweets. Yeah, the first one I opened up the page, and it was one sort of like very sort of like motivational like trying to help you be like self-loving mm-hmm. like, being okay with your shortcomings and I was yeah like, this is a bit too like on the nose for me to be like the first page i open yeah see he knew you were gonna read it so he put it right there <laughs> fate oh yeah um, although I, I i know how much you dislike hamilton altogether yeah, it's it's such a dreadful play. Ugh. It's okay when he when he releases his next play that goes to Broadway. I'm gonna go and see it as soon as I can, and then Kai's gonna be immediately jealous. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I will. Because I'll go see it while he's in it if he opens with it. Yeah, that that will be uh, that will make me genuinely jealous or envious. Yes, but. But in all fairness, though, if that happens afterwards, I will go to the stage door and try to wait for him. Oh. Um, so another thing that I haven't told you. Uh, so I believe it might have been the drunk cast that we talked about it on. Yeah. But we was talking about the fact that a certain YouTuber had been sliding into my DMs. Yeah. That we chose not to name. Mm-hmm. And I was watching something on their channel the other day, and I put it on my yeah. Instagram story. I added them 
and a couple of other people that were in this thing on their channel. I'm trying yeah. to be very vague so I don't like be one of those people that's like a kiss and tell type of person. Yeah, and especially because you haven't kissed anybody yet. Um. Instant, instantly, he is Instagram DMing me like, oh, thank you, beautiful kiss kiss. And I was like, we haven't spoken in like a month and a half at least. Yeah. Chill out. Well, in all fairness, though, he is kind of high profile. Yeah. Especially during this year, but I'm not going to go any further than that because, yeah. once again, we don't yeah. want to give this any clues. Has, this year has definitely been his year. Yeah. He's someone that most people wouldn't know. So I know I could probably say it and be okay, but I'm just not that sort of person. I don't, I don't need to be like... Oh hey, it's this person. This person, like, I will say it to like people if they know him. If I'm talking about, yeah, his content, and they go, "Oh, I know who he is." I'm like, "Oh god, I have to tell you because." Yeah, no, with me, you had to educate me. Yeah, here's here's my presentation on who this person is. <laughs> it's a twenty point point PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. I, I anytime there's something as far as YouTube goes that I haven't caught on before, Kai immediately sends me seven of those videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm very much in the British side of YouTube. And I love so all you YouTubers out there, if you want the best fan ever, get Kai to start watching your content. Yep, I always am very dedicated and know my shit. I have my certain few too, other than Rooster Teeth, that like Charles Trippy and some other people. For anybody who doesn't know who Charles Trippy is, because he's only got about a million and a half subscribers, even though he's been on YouTube for over a decade. Um, he's the one with the Guinness World Record for vlogging. He's done it through his first uh, engagement in marriage, um, brain cancer and two brain surgeries, and his divorce and then second engagement in marriage that he's currently in. So, but uh, I, I'm... You can ask Kai. I'm as... I'm a fanboy about promoting him. I think in our first like week of conversation, I talked to you about him. Probably so. Yeah. But he's also the basis for the band We The Kings, too. So. But, uh, yeah, so trust me, if, if you're a YouTuber out there and you have uh, somewhat entertaining content, Make Kai be your fangirl, and then you'll be fine. Just start sending it to her on social until she starts watching it. Or until she tells you to fuck off and then leave her alone. But either way. <laughs> the YouTube rewind idea was just... I still haven't watched it. Don't, I have no desire to. Don't bother with it. I heard PewDiePie made his own version just to troll it. Yeah. But I have a strict rule about not watching anything ever involving PewDiePie, so I haven't seen it. Uh, um, one thing I would recommend, uh, Jack's film's done, like a, he used some audio clips of Will Smith mm. from Rewind and made a song, and it's brilliant. Yeah. I haven't watched his stuff a lot lately, but I've been, I watched him a lot more um, right after he was in My Music on uh, the Fine Brothers channels. That's what got me into Jack's films. Yeah. I was and also uh, Lainey Lipson. That girl. Yeah, she was the that one who played... Was... Um, I forgot her name, her character name in it. Scene. Scene. That's it, yeah. See? 
Yep. And Jack was in turn too. Yep. I could probably make every inside reference from that show. I used, I loved it. I haven't watched it in a while. I think I'm going to be watching that again tonight. I haven't I watched it in forever. Rewatched it at some point this year. The majority of season two. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't that... watched it in a while. And I remember Grace Helbig was in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lee Newton. Yeah, Lee Newton was amazing in it. Also, She's there was like, so many like, people that like you look back on it now. Like, Joey Graceffa was in it. Shane Dawson was in it. And like, yeah. their parts are so peculiar. Tabascus was in it. God, yeah. From past that name. I'm trying to think who else was in it besides that. But one of um, my favorite people that I still keep up with his stuff now is uh, Jack yeah. Stepper, who played metal. That's metal, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. His the change in his voice from character to him in real life is insane. Well, that's because he goes super gravelly when he's playing metal. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's doing my like, voice like this kind of. <laughs> that was yeah. really bad, but it, I was just doing the gravel and per- part of it. Yeah. Oh, and for anybody who listened to the previous episode, I think I've gotten most of my random locations around the world shit-talking out last time, so I don't need to do any this time. <laughs> You've overcompensated. No, I've just gotten my fill for right now. i got to wait till the insult tank is re- refilled before I purge it again. <laughs> Except for New Jersey. I always have a few of those left. Oh, God. I mean, um... I, I mean it is a giant toxic waste dump, but... A a certain person from New Jersey was uh, talking to me today, saying that they wouldn't mind being a guest on the podcast. Is this the certain person that I'm thinking it is? Of course, it is who you're thinking. Yeah. Well, tell that person they would actually have to have a conversation with me before that. So How can they have a conversation? Um, <laughs> we'll discuss this off of the off the episode. <laughs> Because there's many ways that that's possible, and you damn well know it, woman. <laughs> I know. I need to. I need to bully said possible future guest into adding me on Discord. Maybe. Yeah, I got to go down to his state in the next couple in the next few weeks again. And go cuddle him for me. <laughs> that would be kind of awkward. <laughs> Especially because I'm so much larger than he is, it would look really off off uh, there from the size differences. Oh, man. Yeah, but I gotta go down there because I gotta go to a lovely place known as Ikea. A.K.A. the place that everybody loves to go to until you're stuck there and have to go through the entire maze. And then you get the, the Swedish meatballs and then all is right with the world again. Um... Except in Britain, because I know at one time they had to recall their Swedish meatballs because they had horse meat in them, too. See, I've never been to Ikea. I've shopped Ikea. online at Ikea. but that's Ikea cool. is great. Their Swedish meatballs are the best reason to go there. Oh, man. And you would probably like their cheesecake and stuff. Oh, yeah. But, uh, and then also, they're building a giant mega mall that's opening in March in Jersey, too. Kai, you would if you come to the tri-state area, we're going to literally have to tie a leash to you to get you out of this mall. I'm not that bad. 
I'm, um, I'm more of an online fi- shopper. Ty, 500 stores. Yes, online shopping is very... Yes, but 500 stores with an indoor water park, an indoor amusement park, an indoor ski slope that's year-round, an IMAX and a regular movie theater, in addition to all the stores that are going to be there. And it's right in the Meadowlands com- Sports Complex where the Giants and Jets and- all play. So, but uh, this place is going to be freaking ridiculously massive. It's owned by the people who own Mall of America and West Edmonton Mall, which are the two largest in North America. I know. So, I'll put it this way. It's, I'm trying to think exactly what the best measurement conversion is, because I know it's supposed to be... If I remember, it's like three, three million square feet, something like that. I'm awful with any units of measurement. Like, I just have no concept of, like, size. Like, it doesn't, like, convert into my head in a way that makes sense. So Okay, I'll put it this way. Have any you... type of conversion. Like, I don't know. No, this, this conversion you might know. Have you been to Harrods in uh, London before? No. <laughs> have you seen it? No. <laughs> okay, well, then maybe I can't give you a conversion. <laughs> I'll put it this way. It has about the same uh, floor space altogether as the O2. Okay. That should give you an idea. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. you Like I said, you would go and end up losing your mind. I don't, I'm not saying you would buy anything, but you would be window shopping like a motherfucker in there. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's my, that's my thing. Yeah. Kai, I always make fun of about the fact that she usually has several thousand items between all of her online shopping carts or wish lists. I I kind of use my wish lists and baskets as like a mood board of clothes that I wish I could have. Yeah. Kai used to... Appreciating things. Kai used to literally be spending hours during voice calls and stuff just surfing clothing sites or other sites. And tacking up that number. Yep. Oh, man. I was online shopping yeah. today, actually. Yeah. Yeah, bought myself a little purse uh, and a jumper. Yeah, I had to place a, uh, an Amazon order for myself for the end of the week. Because, on, as on everybody heard in the previous episode, uh, Jackie has dared me to go on a video call and eat Vegemite with her, and she's going to teach me the quote-unquote correct way to do it. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. So to reward, reward myself, I'm also buying Tim Tams with it. So that way, when I have the worst of Australia, I can have the best, too. Yeah, and then you eat the corners on each side and then you eat the straw with hot drink. I shouldn't buy that. You silly-ass spritz. Everything's got to be it... a hot drink for you. No! It's an Australian thing. I heard it from an Australian comedian. And <laughs> once again, Australian are just the British Texans. <laughs> They're the ones that are out there in pickup trucks or utes, which we've covered in the last one is like a um, El Camino, a car with a pickup bed. And they're just out there drinking beer and punching kangaroos. Not really, because they get their asses kicked, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Meanwhile, you fuckers invented tea time. 
Um, <laughs> see, we had tea time once in America, but it kind of ended in Boston Harbor. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. I was uh, looking at an old talent show that we had in yeah. the UK short time. And mm. a guy sung You'll Be Back as his opening audition song. Yeah. And he was Welsh. And oh, jeez. I was reading through the comments, just wasting some time. Whilst I was waiting for him to actually start the performance. Mm-hmm. And someone had put in the comment the exact same thing that you said every time you talk, talk about my love of Hamilton. About how, what? oh, it's a, a, a British person singing... From an American musical, yeah, a, of a British character, <laughs> yeah, and probably putting on the fake posh accent. He surprisingly didn't. He sounded pretty good. Yeah, as opposed to all the Americans who played King George, and it was just an American doing a bad British accent while singing. Yeah, except for um. I just blanked on his first on his name. The uh, first King George, um, Jonathan. Yeah, Jonathan Groff. Yeah, he he was just fucking badass. He's the one on the cast recording. Yeah, he is pretty amazing. He was also amazing in Glee too. Yeah. Which coincidentally, I just uh, Alex messaged me. She finally just watched the end of Glee today. Oh yeah. Told her she, she told her she was a little behind. Yeah. Seeing as um, it's been off the air for what three years now. <laughs> I have to admit I haven't watched as much of Glee as I, I wanted to. I've seen a majority of it, mostly because of boredom and Netflix. <laughs> but it wasn't bad. It's a good show. I appreciate good vocalists, and I, I appreciate songwriters better. But good I've vocalists, been... I appreciate too. I've been re-watching a load of, like, typical British, like, crime dramas and, like, whodunits. Yeah. So I've been watching uh, Line of Duty, which is about police corruption and mm. Death in Paradise. And I'm obsessed yeah. with Death in Paradise, but I found out that um, Netflix are missing two seasons of it. Yeah. So I'm gutted. <laughs> It's okay. I've been uh, I've also been watching old Doctor Who on Amazon Prime. Well, not old, but old episodes of the current revival. Oh yeah, two thousand five and newer. Except for the Peter Capaldi ones, because I'm still not a big fan of him as the Doctor. I but like I started watching Jodie. But I, I'm... no, he's an amazing actor. I just don't like him as the Doctor. Yeah, I am definitely a Tennant then Smith guy. Yeah. And Jodie is fucking brilliant. That woman can do anything. I admittedly haven't watched any of her performances as Doctor Who yet. Yeah, she's fucking just great. And then, uh... And I'm gonna be very upset and not watch any more Bond movies if they don't make Idris as the next Bond. Even the Broccoli family said that they think he would be an, a brilliant Bond. Yeah, it, it needs to happen, doesn't it? Yeah, and, it, uh, and the funniest comment I've heard about that is um, during an off-topic podcast, Buckley goes, yes, but Idris is brilliant. How do you know he's going to play Bond as black? He could play him as white and still convince everybody. 
Yes. Yeah. That was the best line I've ever heard about an actor ever. And it was from an actor, so. We know that Buckley is a uh, treasured uh, millennial uh, prize there in Britain. Yeah. Because you fuckers he's... love the in-betweeners. Yeah, he's iconic. He's yeah. And now he's in White Gold, too. I'm going to start watching that soon. But right oh, now, I've, I'm yeah, uh, starting to watch good. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Haven't you watched it? No. Oh my god, you're missing out. Yes, but I'm watching it all now because on the 10th, it premieres again, and I'm going to be watching that. It's and if so Kai's good. awake, she's going to be watching that too. <laughs> when it premieres live in America. I genuinely cannot wait for The Good Place to start again. Yeah. Just waiting, counting down the day. I've got a while yeah. to wait yet, but the season See, finale, just, well, not the season, but the break finale. Um, See, a Andy Samberg gets on my nerves a little bit for, as far as Brooklyn Nine-Nine goes, but I'm a gigantic fucking Terry Crews fan. So... I'm going to watch it and just see, because like I said, Sandberg is funny, but I have yeah, to I was, take measured I doses. Bit, I was a bit um, unsure of him at first. Yeah. But his character definitely grows on you. Once you get that sort of feeling of becoming familiar, yeah. the character has this predictability that's quite charming. Yeah. And the writing for that character for his character has become so much better. Obviously. Yeah, I've heard that their writing is phenomenal. It also helps that the Lonely Island guys are also writers on that, if I remember correctly. The yeah. other two members with him. And he's, of course, the EP, so. But, um, but yeah, I just think Terry Crews is the best. I watched his episode of Hot Ones the other day. I oh, finally yeah. got into Hot Ones, too. Yeah, Hot Ones is quite good. There is one thing that I refuse to watch and just out of because I don't give a shit about that type of uh, picture and I'm not watching that fucking current bird box craze bullshit. Oh. I, I keep hearing about this. What is it? Uh, I don't know a hell of a lot. As far as I've heard, though, it's like a super like intense drama and it's like super heartbreaking. See, I but thought it was horrific at first. Let me see. I'm looking it up on IMDb as we're talking. <laughs> I mean, I love Sandra Bullock, but I have no interest in that. Okay, so here's the plot summary. Well, the, uh, the initial tag. Five years after an ominous unseen presence drives most of society to suicide, a mother and her two children make a desperate bid to reach safety. So it is, looks like it's a horror suspense type thing. It does have a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb. And the Metascore meta is 52, which isn't great. I don't know. Oh I shit, John, John Malkovich is even in it. And Sarah Paulson. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. Machine Gun Kelly is in it. Maybe I do need to watch it. B.D. Wong's even in it. B.D. Wong can do no wrong. <laughs> I mean, even in Jurassic Park, he's still playing a miserable prick of a character, so to speak. And you still love watching him on screen. 
I mean, I even re- remember watching him on um, Oz years ago on HBO. I don't know if you've ever seen Oz. No, I haven't seen it. Oz is a, yeah, a big prison show, and it was very graphic. But it was a great show. Um, I'm trying to think of all the people that were in that show, because it was there was a hell of a lot of characters in there. I can't remember the guy's name. He's uh, been in a lot of other shit. Um, fuck, I gotta look it up now, because it's gonna drive me nuts. But Oz was basically just showing how um, these uh, the prisoners came in and they inter- interacted with each other. Ernie Hudson was in it, which was the original reason why I watched it, because, I don't know, I think I've told you before many times, Kai, but my favorite movie of all time is the 1984 Ghostbusters, and Ernie Hudson was Winston. But uh, J.K. Simmons was in it. Lee Turgeson, that's who I was thinking of. He was in it, too. And Dean Winters, which most people know now in America, at least, as being the guy in the Allstate commercials who was, um, was it Chaos? I forget what his, his uh, character in the commercials is, but he's the one that basically is just making everything look go wrong and look bad in those commercials. But he's, that's where everybody would know him from. But yeah, Oz was very graphic at times, though, because they even showed, like, simulated sodomy and shit like that in it. Male on male sodomy, because it was a men's prison. Um, very graphic, but very good show. I think it was nominated for a bunch of stuff back when it was out too. But I mean, it's been ten years since that show's been been made. That was back when HBO started getting into all the originals and stuff. But um, I'm trying to think. But yeah, Bird Box. I'm. I really don't think I want to watch because also I'm not big horror and suspense guy. I'm the guy who picks that shit apart. Mm-hmm. So I usually just avoid it so I don't drive other people insane. <laughs> but, yeah, I just uh, don't have much for that genre. Yeah, I'm not a... It's, I'm very selective with shit. I mean, I'm the one who didn't think I would like Harry Potter and I didn't watch it, any of it or read the books until three months before the last film came out. Then I marathoned all the books and then all the movies... Yeah. Luckily, I'm a speed reader. I was able to read one of those books in about a day. See, I I'm such a slow reader now. Yeah, I think it's because I've I've kind of reached this stage where I read to pass time and just when mm-hmm. I feel in the mood to read, rather than like feeling that I have to be like fully submerged in something. Yeah, which is making me very tempted to get an audible subscription very tempting yeah well just so you know if you have amazon prime you have access to certain things with audible too for free okay so if you want to do one you get the both you know what i mean yeah okay because i'm on the monthly prime subscription myself so but uh like i've re-listened to ready player one on audiobook several times, and I've already read that book physically like nine times. Yeah. Because they and ruined the, the movie I didn't book. like. But, um... 
Yeah, they are. Uh, but yeah, if you do that, you get a lot of the stuff with Audible on there too. Lately, I've been in a movie movie mode. Um, even though I'm not the person that it was designed for, um, in the next week or so, I'm going to go see the new Mary Poppins with Lin Manuel and uh, Elmo Blunt because they're both amazing. Yeah, I, I need to see it. I genuinely am very excited to go see that. See, the part that I love the most about Emily Blunt is because she's very posh sounding and she does very dramatic stuff at times too. Yeah. But she has like the best sense of humor ever. Like they I was watching the videos the other day of um the fact that her and her husband, who's John Krasinski, who I also love, especially in the new Jack Ryan series that came out over the summer on um Amazon. But um her, those two have an ongoing annual prank war with Jimmy Kimmel around Christmas time. Oh, yeah. And I was watching the videos of, of it all, and they go freaking big. Like, uh, Jimmy Kimmel had his whole staff there, and they wrapped their entire house in wrapping paper, including all their stuff and everything else. So they got even with him, and then for several nights in a row, they kept wrapping his uh, car completely in wrapping paper while he was at work. And the first night they stuffed it with um, baubles or Christmas balls, whatever you want to call them. Um, the second night they rewrapped it again and they had a um, uh, Christmas caroler sitting in the car that came out and started serenading him. And then I forget what else they did the last night because there was one other time that one other night they had done it, the third night in a row. They wrapped it again, but I forget what they did to him that time. But it's just amazing because whenever big stars like that just start being funny with each other just for no reason other than to entertain themselves, I, it's one of my favorite things ever. Like, you'll see there, there's one TV show that I think is ex excellent for getting stars' interactions out, and it's uh, Graham Norton because he will get that entire couch talking to each other. See, I'm not that keen on him. I've never been that I keen on his stuff. Him himself, I'm not a huge fan of, but the way he conducts his interviews, I'm a fan of because he lets them, he gives a little bit of a question and then lets them go. It's somewhat like Howard Stern. Howard Stern is probably the best interviewer, celebrity interviewer there is because he makes them feel natural and just gets, has it be a conversation, not an interview. So they end up talking about more than they ever wanted to. Graham Norton's a little bit similar, but he's not as extreme as like Howard is. Because I mean, Howard can tell as get them to tell you what type of sex toys they have. Um, but yeah, he's good because he doesn't lead the interview. He just drops a little bit and lets them go. Yeah. But um, one of my funniest, the the my favorite things on there is when uh. The old clip of when uh, Matt Smith and David Tennant were on there for Day of the Doctor they were promoting. Mm -hmm. And um, which part? They had the big red chair. That is my favorite segment on that show where they dump the people out in the, with the lever. Yeah, it, it is quite something. Yeah, and they see the woman that was dressed as a dock and they immediately hit, both hit the switch. <laughs> and then the normal looking guy after her was uh, they were talking to and then he told them that he was married to the Dalek. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. I I'm one of those people that I'm not huge on British TV, though, except for, like, Doctor Who and that. And I used to watch Torchwood, too. 
but Torchwood was always weird. It was like they were trying to go for the Doctor Who vibe, but missing it slightly. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't as big here either. It kind of yeah. hit, the, it hit what it could be. Yeah. I just like that the BBC doesn't have a conventional um, method to all their stuff. I mean, they had the fucking Robin Hood series. They killed Robin Hood off halfway through the second series. Because the actor didn't want to be involved anymore. And they still kept going with the show. You say that, but here the BBC is viewed as very conventional, very by the book. And not really when you compare it to American broadcasting. Because you also, except for like the HBOs now and stuff like that, or AMC, network television, you'll never see them going, ah, yeah, we'll put out the next uh, season in like 26 months. And the BBC does that stuff a lot, especially with Sherlock. I mean, technically, Sherlock is just in hiatus right now. It's not cancelled. Yeah. And but Benedict Cumberbatch the... and Martin Freeman both have said, oh, we'll come back to it eventually. It, but I think it's because the example very... the less traditional side of the BBC. Yeah. They are the kind of the pop culture oddities that have happened sort of these yeah. one-offs that become very sensationalised mm-hmm. in the international fandom. Yeah. I think their biggest, the first one to really break like that was Doctor Who, I think like 20, 2007 through 10. It started really yeah. breaking in America. Definitely. That's why yeah. most people's, even though I like David Tennant because I think he's the best of the actors that have been on it, been the role lately. Um, that's why most Americans love David Tennant because he was their first doctor because they missed Christopher Eccleston for the first season then went back, but they already loved Tennant by then. Yeah. And then you have some others who are big uh, Smith fans because he was the one they started watching on. And then they still love Tennant too, but... Yeah, I don't know. The whole thing is strange. The, the funniest thing that's coincidental to me is the fact that... Uh, you know who David Tennant's married to, correct? Uh, probably, but not offhand. Well, now she's Georgia Tennant, but um, she is Peter Davidson's daughter, who was the doctor. Ah, okay. And she's married to David Tennant, who is a doctor, who was the doctor at another point. And she was the doctor's daughter in the doctor's daughter episode with Tennant. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, Jenny. She played Jenny, the cute blonde that was uh, the clone of Doctor Who. I just think it's hilarious, though, because she's the daughter of the Doctor who, pl- who married the Doctor after playing the daughter of the Doctor. I mean, the Doctor's daughter. So, yeah, that's just one of those oddly con- uh, coincidental things. Doctor Who very good at that sort of, like, way of throwing little things in there that are very intelligent. Yeah. Well, they've also had about 50 plus years to perfect that show and that, the way that writing goes. Even though they constantly change it slightly. Oh, man. And I was watching... Um, I rewatched on Doctor Who all the John Barrowman episodes, too. Oh, yeah. Because John Barrowman is a freaking 
dual national treasure since he has both American and British citizenship. Because I think he was born in Scotland. I don't remember. I know he's partially American, though, because he also speaks with an American accent. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, but yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine's coming back out on the 10th here. And I'll be watching that. It'll be on uh, that other site, too, Kai, that I use. So you'll be able to watch it, too, if you want. Yeah. Even though it'll be at, like, 2 a.m. your time. But you'll be able to watch it with the premiere. You'll be one of the first people in the U.K. to see it. <laughs> Except for all the people watching Pirates. But, um... Yeah, but I'm interested to start going and marathoning it. I'm actually going to probably watch some of it later on this evening. Uh, I'm, my goal is to knock out the first season by Tuesday. Yeah. And since it's tomorrow's New Year's Eve and I'm doing a crap because I'm sick, i probably have some time to watch it then, too. And then I'll watch the ball drop and stuff, but that's probably about it. And I'll just be marathoning Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So if anybody ha wants to message me in the next uh, week or so, feel free. I'll just be watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine and communicating to whoever messages me. So, what else have you been up to, Miss Kai? God, I've mainly been just getting my head down, doing work. Yeah. I've invested in a sketchbook, so I've been doodling a lot of my spare time. Yeah. I'm uploading my Instagram story way too much. Nah, um, not, not way too much. The world never gets enough Kai. There's there's a reason why the uh the first episode of this podcast you were in has well over a hundred uh hundred plays versus most of the others that are still in the sixties to eighties. I'm pretty sure you just have me for PR because I'm pretty sure I get you like a no. small percentage. Just no, pumping. it's like recommended so many people. It's more because of the fact that you and I are very close and conversationalize very well. That's why you're on. <laughs> I mean, the PR is a bonus, but... <laughs> See, I have introduced the podcast to two people today. Just because yeah. I was doing it. Was it? And about 200 <laughs> since the first episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, Kaya is the biggest fan of the podcast. Except for herself, which I understand because I hate hearing myself, but... I can Ka actually bear it a lot more than most people can. Yeah, including me. Because I used to have a YouTube channel back in the day. I've worked on, like, uh, when I was at college doing media, I had to make audio books, and mm -hmm. I'd done a, a small eight-minute documentary that was, like, I had to cut down an eight, an hour-long interview that was just one-on-one -on -one with Self in front of a camera. Oof. So I'm very used to having to listen to my own voice. See, I should be, but I'm not because I used to also do an online radio show about a decade ago. And there, as Kai knows very well, I don't need to sleep as often. Well, I do, but I don't actually sleep as often as I probably should. And I had gone and done 
episodes as long as 24 or 36 hours straight of a live stream on my, when I did the radio show. And that's only because I didn't have to hear myself other than normal talking. When I do the editing of this podcast every time, the reason why I have a censor yourself because I'm not editing an out rule for this podcast is mostly because I don't want to have to listen to myself and go find those areas and cut it out. <laughs> because I, to me, my voice is uh, repulsive enough to peel paint. I know a lot of other people always give me compliments on it, but it's kind of like uh, uh, never like your own brand type things. Always try to work harder. And let's face it, I do this podcast in the hardest working, easiest, laziest possible way possible. I'm just like, hey, are you available to record here? Let's record. Okay, we recorded. Okay, I'm posting it. Not to say that it's not quality, because I do have great guests <laughs> and, a, and an amazing co-host. But we're, we're, we'll say what it is. This is a very low effort um, situation when it comes to me posting these. I think the longest part of it is rendering everything in audacity. But, uh, but yeah, I, I love how people like you and Alex and Jackie always say that your voices aren't the greatest. And meanwhile, anybody who ever hears you gives you guys an immediate compliment. I had a weird As well one. as Eric, too. I had um, someone ask me what... Um what I use to record on for the podcast. And I was like, of all the things you could say to me, there's like, they didn't like say like, oh, I like the podcast. And then like, they didn't, they weren't complimentary at all. They just like instantly asked me this very random question. And I was like, oh, I just record on my phone. They was like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> that was, yeah. it. I was like, okay, that was, that was an odd interaction. Yeah, for anybody who is wondering how I do this podcast, how we record it, and then how I uh, cut it and everything, and edit it and everything, I'll just give a little BTS peek here. We record using Discord and a bot called Craig, which is Craig.chat is the URL for it. Oh, Craig. And that's actually what we're... British. Yeah, C-R-A-I-G. Um, and... He records everything to me, which immediately, as soon as we're done, gives me multi-track, uh, separate multi-track, or you can get blended multi-track. I like separate so I can remaster it myself if I need to. Um, and then I download them in FLAC format, FLAC. I put them into Audacity. I sync them. I just do a test, uh, listen to the beginning and the end to make sure they're still synced, convert it to an MP3, and then I upload it through Anchor, which is our provider, who also is our advertising pr partner, too. So when you hear the ads, that actually does benefit Kai and I. Not greatly, but it does benefit us yeah. in the long term. I think we have a whopping 74 cents in our uh, online account right now. We're uh, rolling in the dough. Yeah, just think, another uh, 26 cents, we can each buy a pack of gum. Um, <laughs> but we don't do this because we're trying to make money. We do this because we actually enjoy it. Yeah. Kai's usually the first one to ask me when we're recording again. Yeah. I, I was just raring to go all day to record this. Yeah. And it's then Kai also yelled at me that I needed to go get some sleep because I am sick and I didn't sleep well overnight. So I went back and took another four-hour nap. And then I was at... Uh, then I went to the, the best place ever for entertainment in America, especially when you're broke. 
I went to Walmart and saw so many people of Walmart candidates. Um, and then came back here and then told Kai it's time to get going, and she was immediately online for it. So, yeah, if you guys think you like this podcast, Kai's the bigger fan. <laughs> Not Hamilton level, but still. <sighs> All right. Well, on that note, now that we've given our little peek behind the scenes and the fact that we're getting up near about 53 minutes right now, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wanted to just come back and do a sibling cast today. Give everybody that dose of Kai they were missing. Yep, this this beautiful British accent that you can now hear over the stuffiness of my tonsillitis. <laughs> yeah. Guy and I have similar immune systems, even though we're not genetically related, even though she is my little sister. <laughs> um, but um, once again, I forgot to do the opening intro with this because, let's face it, I, I'm uh, very absent-minded at times. But... If you want to listen to this podcast, you can also listen to it at anchor.fm slash hell, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Google Play Music, Pocket Casts, Podbean, Radio Public, and Stitcher. And if you want to m- make a subscription uh, support of this, you can, similar to the way that Twitch even has their tiers where it's $5 and up for a monthly donation, and that goes directly to us. Any of those donations, um, Anchor does not take any of. So you can always send it to us through anchor.fm slash board as hell slash support. And if you want to give us any re- uh, comments to the uh, show, we have our Instagram, which, Kai, go ahead and shout out our Instagram, since you're the one who runs it. <laughs> well, it's still under... Um... Like construction, I'm still working on it, but it is Borders Hell Podcast, I believe our at is. Yep. Yes. Yep. Um, and then Kai, where to... can they where can they find you directly? Uh, they can find me on Instagram at Kai M Stoke, and that's my main thing I really use. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Instagram. Yep, and feel free to go in there and tell her how gorgeous she actually is. <laughs> She's going to murder me for saying that, but whatever. Um, but, and if you, as always, if you want to reach out to me, you can reach me at Maladies of Me on Twitter, M A L A D E S O F M E E. Feel free to send me any comments, questions, suggestions, whatever. Um, I do respond to you on Twitter if you send me a message, and I do have my DMs open. Um, so slide into them DMs. <laughs> and yes, I am that awkward in normal conversation too. But once again, I want to thank you guys all for joining us here on Board as Hell again. And Kai, thank you for joining again, and welcome back. <laughs> thank you very much. Now we have to no more do any more six-week six absences. Yep. <laughs> all right, and w- thank you guys for listening. Please, please, please feel free to give us a rating or share this with your friends. Have a good one. <laughs>